It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What up, homies? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets NBA Hoops at Lunch Show. I'm your host, Jeff Clark, and I got my handicapping, my hoops handicapping homie with me, David Troy, to help me break down the NBA Wednesday slate. There's 10 games, David. They're all, not them, not all of them, but there's several sick ones on the on the slate here. I'm pretty excited to talk to you about what's going on yeah. in your world. How's How's betting basketball? How's betting the March Madness? How's how's life? How are you? <laughs> yeah, life is uh, it's a roller coaster. Sometimes it's uh, that's probably the best way I can say it. You know, I, I'll tell you, I was just talking to you off the air about this, but I swept one day, got swept the next, swept yesterday. So it's just it's kind of wild. Um, it killed the first few days of March Madness, and then the next couple were pretty like average at best. Hockey's been one of those things that has been just up and down as well. So it's a little bit all over the place, but, uh, you know, back at it today and looking to get it. So, yeah, if you Go follow my content, you know that I've been dealing a lot of losers lately. It sucks. I've been comes and goes. Yeah. I've been putting my all into the analysis and it's just not, it's not coming to fruition for me. The Gonzaga beat really hurt my ego. Uh, a couple of the recent NBA beats that I've had have 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 dinged my confidence a little bit. Um, hopefully, none of you guys are making life changing money bets on these picks that I'm giving out. Um, but if you are following me, I I do apologize. I I stand by my handicaps, but it sucks, and I'm really going through it. But you know, the way I look at this is we're just homies at a blackjack table we're playing a bunch of different hands and those hands are nba games they're not they're not a deck of cards so um obviously you know like all the commercials say bet responsibly don't play uh, above your means um but at this point you're probably better off fading me because i i i am cursed and it feels like i'm cursed david you're not cursed you're, you'll be fine today will be the day man today all right it'll be the day I tell myself that every day in the morning and That's right. at the end of the night, I just smoke a bowl. I drink a beer and I try to forget all the losses <laughs> that I took earlier that, that, that evening. <laughs> hey, got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm all about self-medicating. Uh, anyways, I'm not here to talk about that. Let's get back to the NBA slate again. There's 10 games. Not sure how we're going to do it. Uh, we'll just briefly touch on all of them um, and obviously stop at the ones where we have action on first game on the slate seven ten Eastern standard tip off wizards hosting the nuggets wizards getting seven points nuggets have been trending downwards totals two twenty eight and a half. I got a player prop in this game. Um, I would, if anything, if I were to play a side, I'd play the nuggets because I don't think this is the case this year, but like last year they pretty much boat raced every bad defense. Washington's a bad defense, um, and I think they're gonna like take them into the deep waters and drown them. Would be the the expression that I would use. So I, if I were to play either side, it'd be the Nuggets. Do you have a, a play in a, in a player prop or a, a side or total? Uh, so I, I have two kind of thoughts on this game. I, I haven't gotten to the window with either of these yet, but I probably will. My first thought was Nuggets to win this game and, and probably cover the spread. Um, it kind of feels like Washington is giving up almost. Kuzma's going to be out tonight. Um, so the, minus seven seems like it, it should be fair. I actually had a I hit a max play on the Nuggets last year at the Wizards. Um, it, it was in the first half of the game last year. It's a, it's a little bit different scenario this year, so I'm not, uh, not advocating that or something. Um, but this is game five of the Nuggets road trip and it is their last one which you know sometimes that can be one of those ones where they're like yeah we don't care because we're trying to get back to our home and they're looking forward to it and they just don't think about it 
but Washington's just been playing really bad basketball lately. So I think you only look towards the Nuggets here. I probably will take them minus the seven, but um, you know, the, the Nuggets haven't been playing exactly great basketball either. So it, it may be best to just stay off. The only thing I kind of like here, though, is uh, Jokic over his points and rebounds. Will he get a triple-double if the Nuggets win? Probably. But um, his points and rebound total right now is – let's see what we got. I'm going with what's on DraftKings because they're typically lower. It's, so it's over 35.5, but that's juiced up to minus 155. So I probably won't play that. I've seen it at other places. I think I think it's over uh, 37.5 at FanDuel. Um, so that it might be a, a look, uh, depending on what you're looking to to do with him. Um, but he's he's scoring really well. The Nuggets or the Wizards don't have much in terms of stopping centers, so it's 36 and a half over at FanDuel at minus 113. I think that's probably fair. He should be able to get over 37 points and rebounds combined tonight. So that that probably is my best look in terms of uh, any kind of player prop or anything on this game. Yeah, it, it is the final of a five-game road swing for Denver. They're 2-2 two and two, uh, in the first four. They're 2-5 two, two and five straight up and against the spread over the last seven. So that makes me feel like they're going to want to end this road trip on a, on a winning note. Um, you know, uh, a 3-2 Eastern Conference road trip feels a lot better than a 2-3, especially how... how poorly they've been playing they got frankly a little lucky to beat uh the brooklyn nets the other night they got plenty of rest so i think they they come in here and put it to washington i'm just not crazy about laying the points because i I prefer another look in this game which is uh michael porter jr over his points 16 and a half shaded up to minus 120 um it's minus 120 at every book so that appears to be the sharp side or uh, the, the side that the sports books are trying to um, steer you away from. Um, since the All-Star break, Michael Porter Jr. has been good, dude. He's averaging 18.5 points per game, which is up from 16.8 uh, pre-All-Star break. He's shooting better from literally everywhere on the floor, up to 54% from the field, 44% from three. His offensive rating since the All-Star break is... 126 pre all-star break it was a 114 um his home and road splits are pretty much identical so there's not like an advantage or disadvantage to him playing in in the nation's capital his matchup is Corey kispert who has the worst defensive rating of the washington Wizards starting five um and he's gone over 16 and a half points in 10 of his last 13 games um since the all-star break so I'm going over Michael Porter Jr. 16 and a half points. Hopefully that doesn't conflict with your look at all. No, I think that's a good look. I think both of them can can hit. Like I said, I mean, you're you're looking at a lot of different Nugget props in this one if you're not comfortable with the uh, the spread. And Jokic Jokic is plus 130 to get a triple double today. He just he seems to do it whenever they win now. So then they should win this game. Yeah, and it's a nice schedule spot for them. Uh, they had yeah. a back-to-back 18 and ni- uh, March 18th and 19th, but have had two days off. They have two days off before they go home to play the, the Bucks. So they play the Bucks and and Philadelphia in back-to-back home games after this. I guess you could say it's a look ahead, but again, based on how poorly they've been playing, they've been getting kind of beaten up in the media a little bit people are starting to say that they're regressing and they are regressing so i think they want to end this road trip on a on a winning note but um i'm being repetitive here so i guess we can get out of this game right um sure next one my new york knicks playing the miami heat in miami 7:30 eastern standard tip off um the heat are two-point favorites I really like the Knicks. I really like how the Knicks um, how the Knicks play, but I've always been afraid of this Miami Heat team. Love Bam Adebayo. Love Jimmy Butler. So I'm not taking the Knicks here. Um, and and frankly, I I, I kind of lean towards Miami if I were to give it out publicly. The over is two twenty four and a half. 
that feels like a sharp total. Any looks in this game for you? No, when I first saw it, I was thinking like, oh, the Knicks probably are the right side, but I, you know, I'm still kind of a Heat believer to a certain extent, and they're they should be very motivated for these games the rest of the way because they're what is it, one game behind the Nets, half a game behind the Nets for the sixth spot, and to get out of that play-in tournament, so they really need to win some of these games. Um, and the last time the Knicks were there, the that was one of those games that was kind of like a back and forth. Julius Randle hit this like three that was kind of crazy. Um, so that could play into it here tonight with the heat, remembering that and wanting to put a little bit of a beating on them. So I I'm staying off. I kind of agree with you. I would lean after everything I saw to the heat. Uh, but my initial lean was the Knicks. So that kind of was conflicting and I just decided that it's not worth it to play this one. Yeah, the total in that game, it ended 122-120. I remember that. We uh we the Knicks had a 15-point lead going into the first second half. Uh Miami Heat rallied back. We we choked it away the Knicks did and uh Julius Randle in a very clunky terrible possession at the end of the game got like a contested fadeaway 3 and made it. And I remember Jimmy Butler in the press conference being like what do you what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. If he's gonna hit that shot, whatever. What can what can we do? And he's right. But that total was two sixteen and a half. The game before that, which was last year, granted, it was two twelve and a half. So pre Jalen Brunson. But this is two twenty four and a half. That's a pretty big hike, and I would say an overreaction to the the most previous result. Both teams have better defenses than offenses. Most of the money is on the over right now. So you get the little uh, fade the public logic or angle in there. It's opened at 221. It's up to 224 and a half. That's a big number. And the more that I look at it, the more that I think about it, David, I'm starting to like talk myself into liking the under here because the, like you said, the Miami Heat need to win this game. So they're going to be fully motivated. Um, and I do think we can fade some recency bias with the Knicks. They just lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves 140 to 134. So people are thinking like, holy, holy crap, their offense sucked. They couldn't stop Torian Prince. How are they going to stop Jimmy Butler and, and, and Tyler Hero? So I might, I might end up on the under here. Uh, I'm not going to officially give it out though. Yeah. I mean, uh... I don't really have a feeling one way or the other. I'm looking at some of the last like heat games, kind of how they're playing. I, they're playing a little bit more efficient than before. So maybe they'll be better offensively. And the Knicks, I mean, the Knicks just gave up 140 points to the Timberwolves. So you, you would think that they want to come in and, and establish some defense here. So the under would make sense. Um, I don't get into a habit of playing overs in heat games. though, So I, I naturally lean unders on most of them. Sure. Both teams have a below average wide open three point attempt rate, which is one of the stats that I've been looking at a lot this year. Um, but considering how poor my, my record has been this year, maybe I should stop looking at those. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julius Randall also hit eight threes last time. That's not going to happen again. So, you know, that's more points off the board. That's a good call, actually. And if I, if either Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle struggle, the Knicks' offense can just fall flat on its face. Right. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm liking the under, but I already have three plays. I'm not gonna. T- I'm not gonna give this one out publicly. But like, I know you're all listening. But wink. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> All right. Uh, next game. This one's an awesome one. Should be awesome, at least. The Warriors at the Mavericks. Pick them is the spread. Um, Over-unders, 235.5. Luka Doncic has missed the last five games, I believe. He was upgraded to probable. Indications are that he is going to play. Kyrie Irving um, really struggled down the stretch of the Dallas Mavericks loss against the Memphis Grizzlies the other day. He's been battling a foot issue. I'm a little less confident he plays, um, but I also don't really – that doesn't really factor into my analysis of our word to play aside either way. Again, or not again, I don't think I said this, but I, I don't have a play in this one. 
one of my like best buddies and and gambling homies david is from the bay area huge golden state warriors fan um and he's put me onto this a while ago but luca just lights them up i know they did really the good warriors. against them yeah I know they did really good against them in the playoffs, but a lot of that was due to Andrew Wiggins, who will not be in this game. I mean, he was phenomenal against Luka, and by phenomenal, I think he held Luka to like under 30 points, essentially. That's pretty, that's pretty much phenomenal in the playoffs against Luka. So if I were to go any which way, it's the Mavericks, but the Warriors betting against them or betting on them has cost me the most money of any team in the NBA this season, even more yeah. so than the Clippers. I've actually been able to quit the Clippers easier than I've been able to quit the Warriors. I, I, I keep slamming my face against the fucking wall and be like, well, why does, why am I bleeding? <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. So I'm going to stay away from this one. I'm definitely going to watch it. Any looks from you player prop total side. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I think you, you, if you want to play Dallas, you almost have to have Kyrie in there. Because uh, what, what does Dallas have other than Luka and Kyrie? I mean, not much, right? And I get it. They didn't have that much last year, but they still had Jalen Brunson. They had um, a really good defense. Their defense took a hit when they made the trade for Irving. I I don't personally think I could play Dallas unless both Doncic and Irving are playing. And you're getting a Luka who's coming back off of injury. Um but then again, you also got the Warriors on the other side who, for whatever reason, seem to be allergic to road wins. And uh, you know, this is this is an interesting game as well because Dallas is half a game back behind them in the playoff race for the sixth seed. Um, sort of the Thunder, but... This is a playoff uh, game. Yeah. So, you know, if you're you're telling me that, probably I'm going to take the Warriors. Uh, they're the, the side that I would think could win. But this might be one of those ones that are just more fun to watch. Um, I'm going to look up the the refs while we're. Uh, I know Sean Ben Wright Taylor won't be the ref of this one. Yeah, <laughs> you see, yeah, you see he yeah. got fired or, or demoted. He, yeah, he, he got his assignments got demoted. Thank uh, God. Sean Wright, Michael Smith, and Andy Nagy. Nobody really stands out there for like being one of those refs that wants to make it about them. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you got to wait until the injury report comes out. And uh, this is another one of those games where I've mentioned this before. I don't necessarily think the points matter. I think you just pick whoever's going to win and, and just take it that way. Um, so if you, oh. you think the Warriors are going to win, take it. And if you don't, I mean, for this one, it's a pick them right now. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. But I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, generally speaking, I got about, you. I got you. Well, well, more specifically, I'm talking about you can wait for the injury report on this one. Like the line will move. If Irving's in, then Dallas will be the favorite. If he's out, the Warriors should probably be the favorite. But I don't think it much matters. Like if you, if if Irving's in, and the point spread goes to you know Warriors minus two, I think they're probably going to win by six or something anyway. So I don't think it's that big of a deal to wait to find out what his status is. The only teams that have fewer road wins than the Warriors are the Spurs and the Rockets, which yeah. just kind of breaks my brain. It breaks my brain while watching it. It breaks my brain when I see the record. And I get the feeling that if I am playing against the Warriors, like if they came to Long Beach, I would I would wet like three or four threes on them. <laughs> They're due. That's what it is. They're due. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But uh, my only pushback in the Mavericks analysis is that I I like the fact that like all of their players outside of Luka and Kyrie are role players and just kind of want to, you know, fill in a role. I guess the only person you might be worried about having that perspective would be Christian Wood, but I mean, I think the way they use Christian Wood and the way they, they uh, yeah, like the way he plays, I don't think it matters too much. Like, I, I think you kind of know what you're getting. That guy's looking for offense and, and they need offense um, off their bench. So I don't have an official play in this one. Um, this is probably nationally televised too, I have to assume, right? Yeah, it's on ESPN. Luca loves those games, so. Yep. Yeah, it's part of a doubleheader, right? Warriors, Mavericks, and then Suns, Lakers. Yeah, I do wonder, though, is is there going to be any minutes restriction? Has anybody talked about that at all? Do you know? Luca? On, he may face, yeah, it says on here, he may face a minutes, minutes restriction. I don't, I mean, I don't believe that just because, like, I do think it is a, 
it's important. Yeah, playoff atmosphere. And I think once he gets going, like he'll be all right. He'll he'll um he'll put Jason Kidd's mind at ease, like, not keep me out here. And yeah. he's also not like built on like elite athleticism. Like he can kind of plot around the court and still get his thirty point triple doubles. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, next game, Indiana Pacers at the Toronto Raptors. Unfortunately, we have to talk about this one because I bet it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure no one cares about it. Raptors favored nine. I gave it out this morning on Outkick.com. Raptors minus eight. I was under the impression when I wrote it up, as I'm sure most of you read, uh, or some of you read, that Tyrese Halliburton was definitely going to be out this game. Uh, it's not definite. It's actually questionable. He got upgraded to questionable last night. So I feel like a donut, but I bet it at eight and it's up to nine. And most of the money, most of the public is on the Pacers and yet it's moving towards the Raptors. So I'm getting a feeling of that Tyrese Halliburton isn't going to play in this game. I really wish David, you can jump in here and be like, Dear usual David thing. Well, yeah, you know, the Pacers are probably going to sit Halliburton tonight because they're on the road and they're going to come back home tomorrow and their next game. And that's when they're going to play him. Can you please give me something like that? Because I am now I'm tripping about this bet. Well, they're on the road again for their next one. Damn so, it. All right. That's uh, not a good start, David. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think from a stylistic, and I don't think from a stylistic standpoint, Toronto matches up really well at the Pacers. They've been playing pretty good lately. They've covered four straight. They've won three of the last four. They played a closer game than the final score indicates when a 117-111 to 111 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, they did cover a seven-and-a-half-point dogs. Um, laying nine here against the Pacers. Two, the Raptors have two strength-on-weakness edges that I love here, and it's going to help them win the battle of possessions. Uh, it's in ball security and on the glass. So even with Tyrese Halliburton mostly playing, the Pacers are 20th in offensive turnover rate. When he's off the floor, that increases by like 2%. So that would put him near the bottom of the league. So if he misses, Pacers turnover woes could just be even worse in this game. Toronto is pretty much, not pretty much, they are the best team when it comes to ball security on both ends of the floor. Uh, they're roughly first or second in offensive and defensive turnover rate. They score uh, top three, we'll say, um, points off of turnovers. They allow um, a bottom three in a good way, points off of turnovers. Also, the Pacers aren't a good rebounding team. It's just too much, um, I guess, pressure or um, faith or whatever on Miles Turner to grab the rebounds and, and protect the paint. But outside of Miles Turner, they don't really have quality rebounders. Toronto crashes the glass like crazy. They got a lot of length, a lot of size. They get a lot of second chance points. So I think they're going to get some second chance points here. Pacers, an awful defense. So the Raptors should be able to score points on them, getting the in the mid one twenties. They're at home. Role players shoot better at home. Fred Van Vliet, um, Gary Trent, who it might be out. I feel like Gary Trent's out. I feel like I saw that somewhere on Twitter. So I I haven't seen him out yet, but he's uh, he's definitely questionable as is Barnes. Okay, so that does make me a little nervous. But I guess what puts me on my mind, my mind at ease and tell me if I'm tripping here, the line's moving towards Toronto. Despite most of the public betting the Pacers and despite the injury news being favorable for the Pacers and not favorable for the for the Toronto Raptors, anything to that? Or are you just kind of ignoring that stuff? And I know you're kind of you're staying away from the game. But what are your, what are your thoughts on anything I just said? I mean, it, the bigger issue is I think that I just am not comfortable laying nine points with the Raptors. Um, they were playing the Timberwolves the other day, and I, I believe they covered. It was a really similar spread, and the the uh, the game actually opened at six and a half. And I personally bet it out there. Right? So I was out in Vegas, and I saw it, and I was like, "Well, Timberwolves just came off," and so I only I took some of the winnings that I had from college basketball, and I was standing right at the window. So I was like, "All right, I'll put some on the the Timberwolves." I didn't think mu- or uh, the Raptors. I didn't think much of it. Um, but the Hawks won that game over the Timberwolves. 
not the Hawks. Damn it, I'm looking at the wrong team. Um, the Raptors, excuse me, won that game over the Timberwolves by 15. And then they just went to Milwaukee, lost, now they're back home. Um, they've lost the Pacers twice already this season, so that could be part of the reason that some people are on the Pacers. They just think that, you know, whatever, the Pacers have the number or whatever. I, I don't think that's there's anything to it. I do have some concerns if Barnes and Trent are out, um, and then if Halliburton suits up, you're definitely not getting the best number. So, again, this is one for the injury report for anybody who's listening. You might want to wait until everything's finalized, figure out who's actually playing, who isn't. Um, you know, we, Jeff and I don't always have that luxury when we're trying to help everybody else out there. So um, that's just one kind of mention here. But uh, aside from that game against Minnesota that I was just talking about, I, d- I don't know that I feel really comfortable backing the Raptors in much. Um, because even even that game, like they kind of struggled against the Timberwolves for a while, and like it was a closer game than than the final score indicated. So this will probably be pretty sweaty, even if it is nine, and even if Barnes and Trent play and Halliburton's out. So I, don't know, I wish you luck, obviously, but I, I can't play this one. Well, if Halliburton ends up going out, and the Raptors get up to let's say ten, ten and a half. Based on everything you said, you still wouldn't be comfortable betting them. So, like the Raptors, I, I would assume are just a complete stay yeah. away for for you in this in this spot or at this number. Pro- probably. I mean, I don't know if you have the record of them laying like say seven or more points. Um, I can pull seeing it up how they performed. Yeah, I I don't know off the top of my head how they've performed. Um, I, I, I believe it's not much. good. Um, yeah. A seven and a half point favorites or more, they are. They're seven and seven against the spread. Okay. Um, yeah. so the Pacers, a seven and a half point, are and seven and a half point dogs or more are eight and three against the spread. Yeah, I have to imagine a lot of that comes with Halliburton, though. Sure. So, um, yeah, it, I mean, your logic makes sense yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, I don't, I don't have any objection to that. It's more just that you know Toronto hasn't been reliable enough for me to say even at home against the Pacers that could be hurting and with, with Toronto. I so. hear you. My one thing though, David is like, usually like with the NFL and the NBA in recent seasons, when I have success, I find a few teams that i that I have a good read on and I yep. make money betting on or, or, or against. I have nothing this NBA season. Absolutely. No one. Do you have a single team you actually are confident in? Um, the Nuggets at home, maybe. That's probably about the only team. But I, I fully agree with you. There's most of the way that I make money is I find a specific thing or angle or team that I like. Just work get a it. good edge on, and yeah. then I, yeah, I, I get all of it. And then like the, I the made problem a, this year. Sorry, I was saying I made a ton um, of money two years ago off the Las Vegas Raiders. Like that was yeah. I just hit the Las Vegas Raiders, and they were great against the spread. Yeah, and I I was making a lot of money off of first quarter and first half bets last year, and this year I it's like it doesn't matter what reasoning or anything, they just don't hit for whatever reason. So, some of my thing might be I'm I'm kind of I'm still playing with surplus on betting the Raptors. Like the Raptors were my Raiders last year. Like I bet the shit out of them after the All Star yeah. break, and they made me a ton of money. So maybe there's some of that in there. We also discussed this and this angle we worked a bunch of times into this podcast is how bad the Pacers are in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping the Raptors just come through and punch them in the mouth and the Pacers just take the rest of the night off. That's the that's the best path to the Raptors covering this number, I think. Yeah, and in theory, this would be another Toronto spot. They're laying three in the first quarter, just so everybody knows. But Again, I wouldn't I wouldn't play a single thing until I know who's actually playing in this game. All right, let's talk about your hometown team that's hosting the Philadelphia 76ers at 8 o'clock tonight. They are getting the Bulls, um, are getting three and a half points at home against the 76ers. The total is 221 and a half. I was on the over in this game. This is the second of a back-to-back between Philly and Chicago, a home and away back-to-back. So they played in Philly the other night. Um, it went to double overtime, 
and the game still went under the total by 12 and a half points. That's how wrong I was. <laughs> Two overtimes, like for essentially five quarters, and I was still off the total by 12 and a half points. I just looked up James Harden, uh, his stat line. Hold on, I got to pull it up because I don't want to misquote five, it. Five, five, five points, it seven was. rebounds, 12 assists. Yeah, two of 14. Five from turnovers. The, from the, 12, uh, two of 14 from the uh, from the field, one of one from the foul line. So that's that's when you know you got a shitty Harden game when he's not getting to the foul line. That said, this is down to 221 and a half, as, as I previously mentioned. I would... If I were to play it, I'd go over, you know, just based on, like, the zigzag theory. And that's kind of how I feel about the the 76ers in this spot, too. Uh, they got a couple starters on the injury report. James Harden, P.J. Tucker, both questionable to play. But if I were to play this either which way, which I'm not, it would be zigzagging the previous results. So betting, laying the points with the 76ers and going over the total. But not getting to the window in either one of those looks. What do you have in this one, if anything at all? Um- I'm taking the 76ers, I think. I, I, I don't know. Look, I've watched a lot of Bulls games this year because they are my hometown team and everything. Um, Arden is not going to play that badly again if he plays. I mean, there's a question there, but I do agree with you kind of on this zigzag idea. Um, this is the – that was the second double overtime game that the Bulls have played in their last three games, I think. Uh, I want to make sure. Yes, in their last three games. So from the 17th of March to today, they had two double overtime games, and they had a pretty close game with Miami. The final score ended up being 14, but um, it was fairly close. Now they've won four of their last five games and playing a lot better. Uh, But the Bulls also have to leave towards Portland after this game, and they play there in a couple days, and then they have – Los Angeles on Sunday, the the, uh, the Lakers. Pat Beverly has already talked about how he wanted to come to the Bulls because the Bulls have to play L.A. twice before, <laughs> or, or like, with the rest of their season. So, you know he's looking forward to that one. Um, I, I think this is one of those games where the Bulls are probably like, look, we already got the win against them the other day. If we get another win today, great. But if we go down... We'll just, you know, we'll, we'll worry about this road trip and move on. This is a pretty crappy situation for the Bulls, too, having to have gone from um, some games at home back to a road game in Philadelphia, now back at home, only to go back out onto the road again. Like, it's just not a great situation. Um, Philly was minus eight, I think, at home. So there is some, like, some indication that, that, that there's a little bit of strength on the Bulls on this. Um I don't think the Bulls have magically figured out Joel Embiid or anything like that, though. So I would go Sixers minus the three and a half. I will probably wait again, like we said. I'll probably wait until Harden is ruled in or out. Embiid's point total is at over 33 and a half on DraftKings at minus 130. That's a little high for me, but I do like that. That just nobody really can stop the guy. Um and another guy is obviously Zach Levine. He's he's twenty four and a half points at minus one thirty five. He's been putting up some pretty crazy numbers lately as well. Even in his uh, even in that last game where the totals all went super under, he went for twenty six points. So Zach Levine has been be, scoring really well lately. I feel yeah, like especially at home too. So I would uh, I would look that way. Like if you want to do the same game parlay, I probably would go Philly minus three and a half. Embiid over, Zach Levine over. That would be my thought. Uh, Joel Embiid and the 76ers were 12-0 and against the Bulls before they lost yep. the other night. So he owns them. You know, I he gets up for the matchups against, like, other good bigs. Nikola Vucevic isn't as good as previous years. He's, you know, no longer an all-star. But I just feel like G- Joel Embiid's going to want to crush him. So... Um, that lead. he's still fighting for the MVP too. I mean, he wants the MVP. It's really clear. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, I I I would take it. I I would take seventy six ers minus three and a half here. 
I think it's probably the right side again. I, I think it was kind of a fluke that the uh, the Bulls were able to win that one. Harden's not going to play that bad again if he plays. If he doesn't, though, it's still like Tyrese Maxey can get some run out there. He can yeah. he can ball up uh, the I, the Bulls backcourt. Yeah, and if if Alex Caruso is not playing, then that's an even bigger thing for the Bulls. Like his defense makes a huge difference, and Beverly and Russo being out there can somewhat neutralize Harden and Maxi. I wouldn't say all the way, but they may give Harden the day off here too. I don't really know. I, I want to see what's happening before I put an official stamp on it. All right. Well, we don't have to do anything official. Uh, we can just move along to the San Antonio Spurs visiting the Milwaukee Bucks. They are 17 and a half point dogs. 238 is the total. I have absolutely no interest in this game whatsoever. I was looking at it for point props, and the San Antonio injury report is a joke. Greg Popovich makes a joke out of it. I don't really know who's playing. I think the only one of the few available props in this game are Zach Collins uh, for the Spurs. Zach Collins. He's the only Spur whose point prop is available on uh, DraftKings. This is just... If you don't live at in San Antonio or Milwaukee or find a reason to bet this game, then no one's going to be watching it, and I don't have any interest in really discussing it any further. So do you have anything in this game? No, I mean, they're going to get killed. I don't know that I would play 18 with Milwaukee because my guess is they're going to either take Giannis out early or not let him play at all because um, that seems to be what they would do in this situation. But – one guy to look at is Brooke Lopez. He's He's been the one guy I would say has been really consistent for me this year is Brooke Lopez and his point total. He's been playing really well, but again, you you got blowout potential here, so maybe that's a reason to look at Bobby Portis. His point total is only 10.5. That, that could be a good look because um, you would expect Portis to get playing time regardless of if it's a blowout or not, and that guy loves to shoot, so... Maybe I'd just talk myself into a Bobby Portis over 10.5 points prop. I don't, I don't hate the look of that one at all. Yeah, well, I think I'll probably what, I'll do that. What is his recent games, his recent game log? I'm I don't even know if it matters to be honest with you. Bobby Portis will shoot whenever and however often he possibly can. So you um, think it's just a usage, a, a, a usage play in this game? Yeah, yeah I mean – so he is averaging 13.8 on the season. Uh, his splits for his, at home, he's averaging 14.5 instead of 13 on the road. Um, 14, 16, 11, 3, 5, 28, 16. So, yeah, I'm taking it officially. Bobby Portis over 10.5 points. I found it at minus 122 so far. He played one game against San Antonio this year and had 16 points against them. He's gone over ten and a half points in six of his last seven games. Um, yeah, I'm three of those have been starts. Yep. I don't care that it, he's not starting. I, I mean, you think the Spurs? Spurs played last night in New Orleans and put up eighty-four points. And I—that's another look. I would think. I don't think they're going to put up one hundred and ten points. That's what—that's what they would need for their team total tonight against the Bucks, I don't I mean again you're probably going to get a lot of bench players like if you're you're probably going to see a lot of Antetokounmpo brothers out there but uh I I don't know that they can put up 110 points unless they're who knows who is starting even I, I don't know it's that one's not as much of a play Bobby Portis is an official play me. All right, I'll go with you. I was looking for another player prop. I was looking at the power forward of the next game we're talking about for the Hawks, John Collins. But okay. I'm going to go with Bobby Portis instead. Um, I like your analysis, and I'm just going to follow it. Um, actually, I was lying. We're not going to talk about John Collins next. We're going to talk about the Houston Rockets and Memphis Grizzlies next. Mm. Hopefully briefly, because I don't have much on this one. Grizzly. The Grizzlies, excuse me, 12.5 point favorites. Total is 231.5. It should be the return of Ja Morant. 
um, Jawick, as they call them in the streets now. Uh, the Rockets are... I feel like they've shown some life recently, but because the tanking mission is effectively accomplished for Houston. Like they, I want to say that they've locked in a bottom four seed, so they can't even do any more tanking. Um, I'm pulling up their recent games. Eh, they won three in a row uh, at home against Boston, L.A., and New Orleans were the three victims. Um, but they've lost back-to-back since double-digit blowouts to the Pelicans and then the Warriors. Um, I actually, if anything, would probably fade John Morant's return because we've seen Memphis do really well without John Morant, especially in this most recent stretch. And perhaps it's just they're over. They're like the market is um, overrating his return to the lineup, but. I've bet the Rockets maybe once this year, and I don't think it was a successful bet. So it's not something I'm, I'm eager to play. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of points here for the Grizzlies to cover. Not that they can't, but um, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily say I would fade John Morant's return. And that only because I think the guy has probably got enough of a talking to lately that they were like, you need to just focus on basketball. And if he kind of comes back and does, you know, some typical job Morant things where he makes some highlight plays, maybe gets a triple double or something. I would think that he'll kind of focus that conversation away from the whole gun stuff back towards him being this really good basketball player. So I, I do think that there's some importance for him to be very talented tonight. And, uh, He's obviously got a really good team to do that against, which the Rockets will make anybody look good. So um, I don't know that I'll play anything other than maybe the over in the game uh, because I I think that the, the Grizzlies could probably put up an easy 120 points in this game, and they could easily also give up 110. So they, actually their, their team totals are 122 and 108.5 which would combine to 131. And the total on the game is two, 230, excuse me, 231. 231 and a half. I could see this going over. Um, faster pace, Grizzlies at home. Their role players should play better. That might be a look for me, but I'm not, uh, not 100% sold on that one either. Houston gets the line a lot. Um, yeah, they turn the ball over a lot, which is something the the Grizzlies uh, force a lot of turnovers, so they should get a lot of easy looks. Houston's number one in offensive rebounding rate. Uh, the Grizzlies' defensive rebounding rate has taken a dip since Stephen Adams has um, been out with injury. They're now twentieth in defensive rebounding rate. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson also fouls a little too much. Um, did I just say Houston? Houston's have gotten above average offensive free throw attempt rate. So, in my head, it's 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 over or pass. Let's look at the referee splits here. The referee Scott Sean Corbin's thirteen games above five hundred to the over. Um, the other one Pat Fraher is one game to the under. And then Nate Green, the third of the officiating crews, five games to the under. So when you combine that, the officiating crews, seven games um, over 500 towards the over. So kind of spinning my tires here. Uh, the Rockets have went under in five straight. So maybe, you know, they're due for a good offensive output. And like Morant just wants to go bombs away. You know, adding those kind of angles together could get me to the uh, window with an over. Opened at 229, too. So it's trending over. Or it's yeah. The uh, market's at in the over. But All right. Um, the Hawks at the Timberwolves. Hawks getting four and a half points. Carl Anthony Towns is set to make his return. Totals at 241 and a half. Anthony Edwards is questionable to play. DeJounte Murray for the Hawks is questionable to play. 
I was looking at John Collins' points um, over 12 and a half uh, because his matchup, Carl Anthony Towns, is A, coming back from an injury, and B, not very good defensively. Also, if DeJounte Murray um, is out this game, it should open up looks for John Collins or just other players, right? Someone's going to get some of that usage. Um, I don't know what took me off of this play specifically, but I'm no longer on it. And I have no action in this game. Well, what do you like in this game, if anything at all? Nothing. I don't. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I would think that I actually think the Hawks are probably the right team because I can't get anything right with the Timberwolves, but they got Carl Anthony Towns coming back. So that's either, I mean, that could slow down their offense a little bit, but the Hawks don't guard anybody and the Hawks are terrible on the road. So backing them on the road seems like a terrible investment. I'm I'm just not even going to pay attention to this game until tomorrow. I'll watch the, the, um, edited version you get on League Pass so I can just see the the actual plays instead of commercials and sit through all this again. All right, cool. Well, that was an easy one to get by. Let's talk about the Trailblazers Jazz, which I think you have a play in. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off. Jazz favorite 5.5. Totals 235.5. What is your look if if you have one? Yeah, I haven't bet this one yet. Uh, the only bet I've even put in is that Bobby Portis one now, but I would look towards the Jazz in this. I I wasn't a believer in the Trailblazers this whole season, uh, but you got no Grant and no Simons, and I think that makes it really difficult. I mean, Lillard could go off for 60 at any point if he really wanted to, but um, Markkanen's already been ruled in for this game. Mm-hmm. So to me, like Kessler can handle Nurkic, who I just found out is the uh, fattest player in the NBA, by the way. Nurkic? Yeah, he's the heaviest player in the NBA. I just saw something about it. Oh, um, shit. And uh, Trey Young is supposed to be the the lightest, the least weight. Um, anyways, it was, a, it was just some random video with a bunch of, like, random NBA stats. So whether it's true or not, I don't know. But I thought that was interesting. Um, the problem is here that you got uh, – Horton Tucker playing point guard for the Jazz, and uh, that shouldn't ever be happening. So, yeah, I've bet against them twice under that logic, and they effed me both times. So I don't, yeah. I don't know what's what anymore. Tell me about it. it. It happened to me the other day too because I thought the Kings were going to come out, smack them up, and then be like, "Okay, well, we're playing the the uh, Celtics tomorrow, so let's get this one taken care of in the morning." or in the first half, didn't didn't happen at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I would only look towards the Jazz in this one. I think they're the right side of this game. So I, I probably will be backing them. Plus, look, the Jazz actually have a chance to make the playoffs. Like, they are they have the 10th seed right now over the Lakers. So yeah. they should have all the motivation in the world to actually keep playing. As, as players, I mean, as an organization, they may kind of be like, yeah, we got – we could just leave it, whatever. But they're not going to get the one seed or the the, the lottery pick, right? They, like they've already won too many games for that. No, it's just. Not I mean, likely. it would have to be like the dumbest of luck draws. Yeah. So, to me, I I think you you got to start looking and being like, well, let's just try and make playoffs at this point because the lottery isn't going to help us very much anyways, and we can maybe get something else. Um, so yeah, I. I like the uh, I like the Jazz here. I think it's probably the right side of this game. I just don't like Portland to do anything without. They have to have at least one other person with Lillard, in my opinion. And Cam Reddish isn't that guy. Bible isn't that guy. Nurkic, he's average at best. Walker Kessler should be able to defend him pretty well. So yeah, that's the one look that I was going to have in this game. Is I was going to go under juice, juice of Nurkic points, which is fourteen and a half. I was looking at it and it was minus 120 and then they took it off the board and they republished it or relisted it at minus 145 is under. So that's keeping me off of it because Portland's going to be missing Simons and Grant and those those shots are going somewhere, right? I don't like Nurkic and I effing love Walker Kessler. This dude is a monster. Like, did you watch the Kings Jazz game? I watched it, yeah. I live bet the Kings there, and I thought they were going to get home, and he 
completely dominated Sabonis in the fourth quarter. Dominated this fool. It was it was incredible, honestly. He's one of the better defensive bigs in the league, and I could see him just wiping Nurkic off the table or off the floor in this game. Nurkic, I think, has went under this point prop in like seven of his last nine games. He sucked recently. He sucked this entire year for the most part. So I am just nervous because it's it's expensive and those shots got to go somewhere. So I, I, I talked myself out of it. Yeah. Another reason to like the Jazz too, by the way, is um, you know, they they have won four of their last five. And even though some of those games have been kind of close, like they beat Boston by one, they they actually had to fight against the Kings eventually. Like they came out and blew them out for a while. Um, but you can tell that they're, they're, they are definitely trying to win games. But Portland had three games at home. Now they're on the road for one, and then they go back home. Like that, in, in a mental spot for a player, like that's a terrible spot because you're just like, why the hell am I leaving for one game? Like it's stupid. Yeah. And you, you have to go to Utah for it. So it's not even like a fun place to be. And then they go back home and they got to face the Bulls on Friday. So I, I do like the Jazz in this one. I feel like if we blended our brains, we would be the greatest NBA handicapper ever. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I just why we we do find success at this show. I mean, yeah, it's it's our solo bets that are the problem. We're just we're tag team champions. Have you yeah. ever seen Animal and Hawk in single matches? You know the Road Warriors. No, no, no not not. Do you know what I'm talking? You're not. You're, I know who you're talking about, okay. but I'm not. Uh, I would go yeah, with the I'm Bushwhackers, but I don't want to attach my <laughs> brand to those assholes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How about Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels? Are you familiar with the Rockers? I'm definitely familiar with Shawn Michaels. I don't, not Marty Jannetty, but oh, well, that's before okay. before Shawn Michaels was multiple time heavyweight champion, he was tag team champion as a member of the Rockers with Marty Jannetty, who I don't know. He got no burn. Shawn Michaels' career went north, and Jannetty, I don't know where that guy is. Hopefully, he's still alive. Yeah. Knowing the life expectancy of WWF wrestlers, probably not. This is getting dark. Let's talk about the <laughs> Lakers and Suns. Final game here. It's the second of an ESPN primetime doubleheader. I think the wrong team is favored, albeit the Suns are favored. Minus 115 on the money line. Lakers minus 105. So it's a toss-up. Opened at Lakers plus two. I gave it out at the Lakers plus two. Bet at Lakers plus two. That's what I'm going to grade myself at. Um I actually really like the Lakers when I didn't know DeAndre Ayton was out, and now that he is out, I like the Lakers even more. Like It's pretty simple with the Suns. They guttered all their depth for Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant's not there. It really gets gets that simple. My my mashup analysis... Left on a banana peel. Yeah, yeah. My analysis... Glaring strength on weakness edge for the Lakers in this situation in terms of getting to the foul line or keeping opponents off the foul line. The Lakers are plus 5.1 free throw attempts per game um, by margin. The Suns are minus 4.1. They don't get to the line very often, even though Devin Booker's great at getting to the line, and they send opponents to the foul line a lot. The Suns also have like the worst field goal percentage, defensive field goal percentage at the rim. The Lakers, even without Russell Westbrook, still attack the rim a lot. This kid, Austin Reeves, he got to the foul line, I think, 20 <laughs> times the other night. Like, he's been aggressive. Like, it's kind of, whether, maybe it's Darvin Ham coaching, but, like, he's a, coaching these guys to be aggressive, and they're, for the entire year, been good at getting to the foul line. So that's, like, the one matchup edge that I really like here. Also, like, L.A., has gotten deeper since that Russell Westbrook trade over the last two weeks. Their bench is averaging an NBA best 50 points per game. Again, we are fading the Suns here because of how how little they have to work with. You know, like Chris Paul is a once a week kind of guy right now. And if Devin Booker is not going for 40, this team could really, really struggle there. Um, Two and four straight up and one and five against the spread over the last two weeks. Lakers been pretty good. Four and three straight up uh, with a the eighth best net rating over that span. So I'm going Lakers here. Again, I think the wrong team's favored. Um, but 
that's that's where I land. That's where I landed on for this game. Any any thoughts? I'm kind of with you. Um, I think a better look to me though is just taking Anthony Davis over his points. Yeah, he's only at on DraftKings. He's at. 25 and a half and it's juiced to the over on FanDuel. He's at 26 and a half and it's juiced to the over. I think this is one of those games that you can do one of those ladder plays where him to score 30 points is plus 160 and him to score uh, 35 points is plus 480. You already mentioned they do not have DeAndre Ayton. And Ayton's actually a pretty decent defender. Last game against him, Davis scored 37 points. Davis has outscored him. I put all this in my analysis before I had to delete it because DeAndre Ayton's out, but he's outscored him in four of the five games that that Davis has played against the Suns since joining the Lakers. Like, he wears Ayton out. The Suns usually beat the Lakers. Like, they've dominated them since they got in Chris Paul. The average line is, like, Suns minus seven. You get this one plus one, it's like, eh. I feel like the market's saying the Lakers are the side. Yeah, I agree with you, and I I just – I do kind of think, like, the Suns have to win eventually, but this might not be the game. Um, it's kind of like the same thing we were talking about with the, the Warriors. Like, is, is this really the game that they're going to take over? The Suns have to go to um, Sacramento after this. The Lakers stay at home and get Oklahoma City, which is a bigger game for them. Um, now, the NBA is literally, like, at the beginning of the season, did everything they possibly could to make sure that the Lakers would have enough rest and be ready for like everything. And it's, it's kind of sickening. Cause like it comes into fruition here, like more than anything. So the Lakers haven't played. They're sitting there at home. Oklahoma city has to play tomorrow. And then Oklahoma city has to play again Friday against the Lakers. Like it's just kind of it, how it's all worked out. It's kind of crazy. Um, and all the rest advantages that the Lakers should have. So I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm going to play it one way or the other. I think I'd be with you, though, on the Lakers. I do like this Anthony Davis look, though, and I, I think uh, I think I'll probably take his over on points and then even and do over 30 and over 35 if you wanted because what's he been doing lately? Um, he only had 15 the other night, 26, didn't play 35. So He's tailed off a little bit recently. I was looking at that yeah. as well. Just kind of yeah. trying to button up my analysis, but ultimately I just threw the stats out the window. I'm like, you know, Anthony Davis is going to own this front court. I would, yeah, I would think so. Biombo, Jock Londale, whatever. He's going to fucking dominate these clowns. Yeah. Biombo's good, though. I, I will give him, he's, a, he's at least a pretty decent defender. I mean, Jock Londale's pretty good, but, you know, I'm yeah. like, it's a must win for the Lakers. The Lakers announced this guy is going to be playing back-to-backs the rest of the year. They're understanding that they have to go for it. And I think, especially with LeBron out, him having no one to defer to, he's going to, he's going to light up the sun. So I really like the, not familiar with the terminology of the ladder play, um, mm-hmm. maybe sprinkling on the 480 for him to score 35, sprinkling on the 160 to score 30. But I already locked in my play with the Lakers plus two, so – I'm sticking with that look. Um, that's my only look in the Lakers Suns. Anything else in this game? Nope. All right, quick recap my looks. I'm going over Michael Porter Jr. sixteen and a half points. I'm laying I'll 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 grade it at eight and a half for the podcast with the Raptors. It's up to nine. Still played at that number. I gave it out at minus eight. I'm riding with David and over ten and a half points for Bobby Portis hosting the San Antonio Spurs, right? Ten and a half is what we got. Uh, yeah, yeah, ten and a half points. Yep. Um, heavy lean towards the under Knicks Miami. Um, and then I'm going with the the Lakers plus one. What's your favorite look on the on the uh, card here? Uh, my favorite look is still the Bobby Portis over ten and a half points. But I I also think the Jazz are the right side in this one too. So those would probably be the two plays that I would recommend to anybody. All right. Wish us luck, homies. We need it. I need it. Oh, by the way, Deonta, uh, DeJounte Murray just got ruled out. I wouldn't I wouldn't touch that game with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I want nothing to do with those two teams. Fair right enough. Now. Actually, Fair I, li- enough. I, like the, I like the Timberwolves, but I feel like they've cost me money recently. I thought they were going to be they, better than they, ha- than they have they've been. They've cost me a ton of money. I And in fairness – 
part of that is the Gobert trade, but part of that also is Carl uh, Anthony Towns missing so many games. Yeah, and I have to disagree with you in the sense that I hate Carl Anthony Towns, so him coming <laughs> back doesn't really make me feel any better well, about the situation. I think their team would be better with him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of what I'm saying I disagree yeah. with. I don't know if anyone's better. I mean, you know, my L.A. fitness run would be better with Carl Anthony Towns. But yeah. all right, homies, best of luck to you. Whether you fade or follow us, show us some love on, uh, well, anywhere you uh, get your podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Follow David at Future Prez 2024 on Twitter, right? Yep. Get his NBA packages at Beating. Actually, no G beaten the bookie.com. Um, all of our stuff, well, his non NBA stuff, all my gambling stuff is on outkick.com backslash betting. So check that stuff out. And we'll talk to you, I don't know, maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, shortly. Peace. <laughs>